Good morning. I am Dan Benjamin. Today is Tuesday, January. Look at that. January 5th, 2021. Here we are. Second show of 2021. Already has happened. It's already happening. And, uh, you know, tomorrow, great show comes on. Is it on? I have to look this up. Is it on the FX network? Who is it on it? American Gods. Have y'all watched this show? I like this kind of show and I'm looking to see because I saved, I actually saw it come up on my, it's like an Instagram ad for it. And I've got to look that up to see when the actual date comes out. But it's definitely Wednesday. I just don't know what channel it's on, but go find it and stream this show. It's called American Gods and it is, it is really, really cool. There it is. It is on Stars, the Stars app, which is going for $25 for six months. That seems reasonable. You know, and you get more than just this show that I'm talking about. Uh, so consider it. That's all I'm trying. I'm not telling you what to do. You're do your own thing. Okay. All right. Now, we have some news to go over today. Uh, oh, uh, Alex in the chat says that um, the novel was great, but not sure. Wasn't it a graphic? It was a graphic novel, right? It was a, um, like a quote-unquote comic. You know what I'm looking forward to reading in trade paperback form? I'm really looking forward to the Ultraman. You know I'm a big Ultraman fan. Uh, oh, I have an Ultraman. Hang on. I have one. Here's one. This was imported from Japan years ago. I've had this on my shelf for years. I don't, I don't, that won't be in focus because of the way I have the camera set up. Sorry. This is kind of in focus here. Look at him. Look at the little, look at the little Ultraman. This is a Japanese import and it's, uh, it's awesome. Um, but the Ultraman, Marvel teamed up with Ultraman uh, to make the, uh, make the comic. And they did one called Rise of Ultraman and it did well. So they called it back. They're going to be doing a second, a second one. Uh, but I, I, you know, my days of collecting individual comic books are over and I'm not a digital person when it comes to reading stuff. Isn't that weird? You would think I would be, but I like a book, man. I like picking up a book and holding it in my hand and reading it. Isn't that weird? Am I weird for doing that? <laughs> so anyway, um, and uh, Alex is saying the novels by Neil Gaiman, of course, a great author of comics, Sandman, in addition to novels of late and, uh, so, yeah. Oh, hi, Andrew. Oh, see, I, I got the wrong glasses again. I got the wrong glasses again. Hold on. I'm going to go get the right ones. This is this is my day today, people. I'll tell you about the glasses. Guess when I get what? Back. I'm dying. Oh, hi. There we go. These are the right ones. So let me let me tell you about this. Uh, these glasses that I have on right now, those guys are my regular, what you call distance viewing, distance vision glasses. I can walk around, I can look around, I can see everything that's going on in the world, uh, but just fine. Except when it comes to sitting about two or three feet away from a screen and reading the screen, these are not meant for that. Uh, these are, and when I wear these, everything's actually a little bit bigger kind of and easier to look at for long periods of time, but far away stuff, not so clear. So I have two different glasses. Oh, there you are. 
Oh, hi. Uh, so let's let's do the show. I think we do the show. So what? First bit of news I want to tell you about is there is a new COVID-19 bill I told you about last time, or last week rather, uh, which is giving the Department of Defense 180 days to disclose UFO information. Remember this? I told you about this. Uh, and... Um, and, and, and the reason that I'm bringing this back up again is because it was just updated. Uh, Trump signed it. It has been signed. And, uh, and it says that, um, again, this is an update to the article, but uh, it, it's been signed now. And uh, this could be something. This really could be something. I hope. I hope it's something. Um. So let's see what's going to happen within 180 days. Are we going to see anything? I don't think so, no. but you never know. Uh, yesterday, I told you about that um, space probe, potential space probe, the alien technology. Uh, so here's a little bit of kind of follow-up relating to this. Um, the Harvard professor that I was trying to think of yesterday um, he, this this is him, Avi Loeb. This is kind of a more in-depth article about yesterday's article. That's your name, dude. So you can go and check that out if you want some additional background information. Now, this page, I know, I know, guys, it's it's Fox News. I need to sleep. But um, it it's actually the most up-to-date coverage that's going on right now. Um, there's these two Georgia Senate seats that I'm sure you know about. They're both up for grabs today. There is a runoff happening today, and you can go and you can uh, you can follow this live on this page. Just giving you all the updates, everything that's going on. If this is your kind of thing, the polls are open out there in Georgia, and so if you're there and you can go vote, you know, go vote. Uh, it, this has a huge effect on uh, on the Senate, so it's worth watching and worth paying attention to. Apple, hold on, we got that. Apple. Apple is on track to hit a $3 trillion USD market cap. Uh, and yes, Brianne is pointing out the bifocals on these glasses. I don't know if you can see this. Can you see that? Can you? Yes, you can see it. If you look carefully, if you look carefully, you can see the bifocal in there. They, they gave me progressive glasses. I spent uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars on progressive lenses because that's, that's what they say you, you want. And I think when I was in, even in my 30s, I started to notice that I was having to, to do this kind of thing to get away from the thing I was holding so I could read it. My kids would come and they'd say, Dad, look at this. Look at this. And I'd say, okay, okay, right about here. Right, actually, right about here. And... There's a solution for that, and it's called progressive lenses. Uh, but in my case, I could never adjust to the progressive lenses. And the eye doctor kept saying, oh, you know, just give it a chance. Just give it a chance. Give it two weeks. And I'd give it two weeks of headaches and not being able to see anything. And they'd say, hey, give it another week or two. And I would, and it would still be horrible. And uh, I realized, and they realized, that progressive lenses just don't work for me like they don't for some people. So they put these little bifocals, which are damn near invisible, into the glasses. But what that means is I can look at my phone or a book or something else uh, and actually see it. So uh, that's, that's all I've got to say Imagine. about that. Apple on track to hit $3 trillion. 
Uh, so the, here's the thing. This is um, Gene Munster. You know about Gene That's Munster. Your name, dude. Uh, he is talking about the fact that Apple probably will hit three trillion dollars in 2021. Uh, Apple stock is now at $133 per share with 2.3 trillion market cap uh, projected. They, he says that it could realistically reach $200 a share. Tell you what, man, bet on Apple and it's never, it's not too late to buy Apple. Like it's not too late. People are like, oh, you'll never make money. You, you will, you will make money. Um, you will. So just, you just got to be patient. Ponderous, man. Twitter has acquired Breaker. I guess this is qualifies as podcast news, uh, and they're integrating the team into Spaces. Now, for those of you who didn't know, Breaker is, or I guess was, a podcast app that was focused on social interaction. Uh, I never used it, but apparently you, it would let your users search, discover, manage, and subscribe to podcasts. But it also had its own kind of social network built into it. So you could follow your friends and see what they were listening to and comment on the stuff that your friends were listening to. I don't get the impression that they were ever really profitable or making any real kind of money, uh, but they're gone now. And they are now part of Twitter. And this makes sense because wouldn't it make sense for Twitter not to host a pod, not to do podcast hosting, not to do anything like that with podcast hosting, but to be able to help people find and recommend and comment. That's the big thing. They're what commenting. All right. They're commenting. That's Twitter, right? I mean, that's what Twitter is all about. That's what Twitter is all about. Letting people talk to each other and they know podcasting is there. So this actually really makes sense for Twitter, I think. Helping people discover and talk about X. In this case, X is podcast. So this makes sense. Apparently, Breaker only had a couple people. Maybe there were more. But the people who are there are now just going to work at Twitter. Breaker is gone. The app, probably gone. But they liked the people. So this is more um, hiring for talent, it seems like. But... The Breaker app on iOS and Android is shutting down. Let's do the toilet once more. And uh, it is going away. And here's the sound. Actually, there was a recording of the sound of Breaker. Uh, and I was able to get a copy of this recording. As this, is, this is the sound of Breaker being acquired by Twitter. Okay, that was the sound. So uh, goodbye to Breaker. Jack Dorsey, also in the news today because... He says that uh, proposed cryptocurrency regulation is going to create, I like this term, perverse incentives. Basically, these regulations that are being proposed, and you know he runs Square, uh, he says it will, it, will, um, it will hide cryptocurrency transactions and this will harm Square. And uh, he's, he's basically opposed to this kind of regulation. Uh, in October, Square bought $50 million dollars of bitcoin they have invested heavily in cryptocurrency they have plenty of skin in this game and uh he says that the regulations create unnecessary friction and perverse incentives for cryptocurrency customers to avoid regulated entities for cryptocurrency transactions 
In other words, they won't be using square as much as we want them to use square, and this sucks. <laughs> so let's see what happens with that. Do any of you guys use uh, use Slack? Do any of you use Slack? Hi, hi, Andy in the chat room. Hi, Nelson. Uh, Jeremy is calling me the internet dad. Does that mean I'm your internet dad? Uh, I used to have internetpal.com 10 for, I had it for like five years, starting like 10 years ago. And I finally let it go. Um, internet dad. I don't know if I like internet dad really. I don't stop nothing. You idiot. Slack starts 2021 with a massive outage. Most of the issues apparently resolved about 3 PM on Monday. So why is it news? Why is it news? The Verge. Why is it Kim Lyons? That's your name, dude. Why is it news when Slack goes down for a few hours? Is that news? I mean, I'm talking about it, but I'm not talking about it because I think it's interesting. I'm talking about it because I think it's not interesting. And there's a link here on The Verge that says, listen to this article. Have you ever played one of these? I don't know what this does. I've never played one. Should we play it? Um... <laughs> Why aren't we hearing it? <laughs> this is, yeah, it should be playing through that. And then, okay, let me switch this then to, how about that one? Now, if we play it, what happens? <laughs> Nothing. Where where are you sending the audio? This is why I don't want to use Windows anymore. This is the reason why I hate Windows. I don't want to be using, oh, okay, okay. Let's. Well, we don't want that to be on that one. Hold on, I think I know what I need to do here. We need to switch it to that one. Now you might be able to hear it. Hold on. Slack starts 2021 with a go. massive outage. Slack went down on the first full work yeah, day of 2021. Voice. <laughs> the company said Monday morning customers may have trouble loading channels or connecting to Slack at this time. Our team do people is like this? And we will follow up with more information I mean, as soon as we have it. We this is really for cool for people cost. who... Maybe Users our vision, vision around 10 a.m. ET. That's really cool. I like that. I like that people can do that. But are 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 people who um, are able to read it opting to have a computer read it to them instead? Oh, you can change the speed. <laughs> Ooh, you can go up to double speed. How does that sound? And the company posted its first status update about the problem at 10:14 a.m. As of 12:49 oh, a.m. the service appeared. That's to be what everybody wants. Some users. We hear at the Verge were able to transition back to Slack and resume work there at around 1:30. Okay. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna. Like, that's how I'm gonna get all my news from the Verge from now on, just like that. And we've had no disruption since. At first, Slack was reporting issues with connecting to the service and messaging. An update on it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you hear about Jack Ma disappearing? Did you hear about that? Yeah, Jeffrey. He says, I guess it's okay for the blind. Yeah, I mean, for for people with vision impairment, it would be wonderful. But is that how would? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, Alex says people seemed shocked that they could have gone to Slack status page and found out that they were in fact not the only ones yeah <laughs> David says that he used the robot voice excuse me the robot voice for the first time uh, today yeah me too um, Jack Ma so if you don't know who Jack Ma is Jack Ma is the founder of Alibaba Super big billionaire. The guy is a billion, billion, billionaire. And he spoke out about China's regulatory system in a speech back in, uh, 
I think this happened in October. And now he's gone missing. He's absent. He was supposed to appear at a thing and he didn't appear at the thing. So let's let's think about this for a second, right? Because, I mean, this is weird, right? Mm. Um, how does a billionaire, as prominent as Ma, disappear and stay missing? That's pretty weird, isn't it? That he disappeared and he stayed gone. How hard would it to be? Name a billionaire here in the United States. First one that comes to mind is Bill Gates. If Bill Gates just suddenly disappeared and no one heard from him and no one could talk to him and he was supposed to appear at a thing and he didn't. And this came after he attacked in a speech the regulations about the government. Well, in America, you wouldn't be worried about saying something like that. But it would be weird, and you should be able to find him, find him pretty quickly. What if Elon Musk disappeared suddenly? You would think you'd be able to find him. Oh, well, he was playing tennis in, you know, such and such island resort or something. You, you could track him down. But nobody can find Ma. And he spoke out against the Chinese government. China is not the kind of government, China's government, that you can speak out against. So I'm I'm a little concerned about Ma. Do you think we'll see him again? Do you think he's okay? Will he is he is he some somewhere horrible in China? Um so I don't know. Okay. And then the last article that I have for y'all today, a new radio signal has been uh, detected. But it's been detected by alien hunters. And of course, the way that science always responds to something like that is to poo-poo it at first. But this is called the Breakthrough Listen Listen Initiative. It was founded by the Russian billionaire uh, science investor Yuri Milner. That's your name, dude. And his wife, Julia. And they identified what they're calling a mysterious radio signal. They're thinking that it comes from the nearest star to the sun, Proxima Centauri. That's your name, dude. This has generated a flood of excitement in the press and among scientists themselves. Reading from this article here in the the next web, it was originally reported by The Guardian. Uh, But it is yet to be published in any scientific journal. Hmm. Hmm. Me too. Um, I'm excited too. They're still looking at the data, but what they're basically saying is that they, this Australian telescope was pointed up there at Proxima Centauri. Uh, they thought they think it has a habitable planet orbiting around Proxima Centauri. Uh, they got this signal. It's in a narrow band, which means that it's only in, in a, a slim range of frequencies, and that's what they look for. That's one of the things they look for when they're analyzing these intelligent uh, or looking for intelligent signals. Uh, because it would be a broadband. They've been looking for these for 60 years. And um, are we alone in the universe? This is the thing we don't know. And hopefully there's these signals that are coming out. They call them wow signals. And the last time we got a wow signal was back in 1971. Reading from the article, they say it was perhaps the most famous example of an inconclusive SETI candidate and was never observed again. You know, if... A life form was to develop on an Earth-like planet. 
uh, it would probably eventually develop the same kind of technologies that we did. Uh, it would probably discover radio technology. It would probably discover, you know, visual, in other words, television technology, and they would be pretty similar. So if we're trying to find beings in the, spa in, in the space that are like us, we would want to look at the kind of communication that we use for their signals. And so that's what this project is all about. But again, it, it has not been published. It has not really been analyzed yet. It could be human-made. It could be microwave radiation. It could be a lot of different things. But they're going to analyze it. And if they ever come up with anything, I promise I'll give you a follow-up on it. But as usual, do I have any hope that any of this stuff? No. My hope for this stuff is gone. I don't think we're going to see any kind of real. Whenever I'm sitting there watching these people on YouTube that I really admire who talk about, oh, we're going to get disclosure in, in 2021. This is going to be the year. I'm so pessimistic about it. I want it so bad, and I'm so pessimistic. I'm trying to be optimistic about it, but I just, uh, I just don't know. This is our concern, dude. Anyway, that's all I've got for you today. And so it's only 20 minutes. It's a little, little short on the news today, and I don't really have a big topic. I'm gonna be recording uh, back to work uh, with Merlin in uh, in about half an hour. So I got to go get ready for that. Uh, that's always a fun Tuesday thing. But you know what? I won't be recording with John on Thursday. Uh, he did issue an apology. I'm talking about John Roderick. Uh, and it's worth your reading, uh, I think. You can be found on his website, uh, johnroderick.com, if you want to go there and read his apology, his statement about what happened over the last few days. Uh, but he's taking a break from things for a little while. I don't know exactly how long, and I don't know what that break is going to look like, but I know that he's going through a lot right now and I wish him the best and hopefully he's learned a lot from this experience from what he says on his apology and what I've heard him say privately I really do think that he has already learned a lot and um, hopefully he can come through that experience uh, having learned a lot and better off for it and uh, it's up to us I think to give him uh, the opportunity to learn from something. I would hate to think that if any of us made some bad judgments and errors and mistakes that we wouldn't have the capacity to change and improve as a person. And I know myself, I've been through a lot of things where when you come through it, you're like, I'm not that guy anymore, you know? And I think we need to give everybody the opportunity to have that experience, that moment of saying, I actually learned something and I'm not like that anymore. Uh, it's happened to me, so I have to believe it could happen to other people too. Um, so I think, uh, think this will be a valuable experience for him, but I don't know what the future for him really looks like. I don't know. It's interesting. And, uh, but the whole thing is, is unfortunate. The whole thing is sad and bad. The whole part, every part of it, every single part of that whole thing. Uh, and so, you know, hopefully what he says in his apology are things that, um, that will come to pass. So that's all I got to say about that. You can hit me up on Twitter. Oh yeah. I forgot to do my lower thirds. I'm Dan Benjamin. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Benjamin. I need to do something where you can see see the little at Dan Benjamin under my name there. It's hard to see. I need to do something about that. And, of course, like, subscribe, 
ring the bell so you get notified when I uh, do these shows. It means a lot to me that you tune in to watch. Yesterday's show got thousands of views, thousands, more than usual. Maybe they thought that I was going to be talking the whole time about the situation with John, although I did open with that. Uh, but I would love it if you would tell your friends about the show. Again, when I ask you to like and subscribe, that's not so much for me. It's not so much for vanity. It's more about the fact that that tells YouTube that this channel is good and it tells them to promote the channel and it helps me grow this show that I love doing for all of you and want to keep doing. Uh, but if you're not liking and subscribing, it means you're not here. It's the same as not showing up. I want to be clear about that. It's the same as not watching it. If you're not liking or subscribing, you're not effectively not helping. I, mean, I hate to say it like that, but it is true, right? You're not helping. Leon, why aren't you helping the turtle? So help the turtle. Uh, flip it over. And the way that you do that on YouTube is to like and subscribe. That's all I've got for you today, but I'll see you in a little while for back to work, and then uh, I'll see you tomorrow.